This is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, July 13th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. Four! Breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the podcast is brought to you by StayReadyGear.com. Visit StayReadyGear.com. Use the code STEAK at checkout. Save 5% off any of their goodies in their store. Tactical EDC trays stands for everyday carry. If you have knives, grenades, tourniquets you carry on your belt every day, dump it all in the same spot by your dresser. Keep all your stuff organized. Also, holsters, custom images. If you have a funny image of your dog or something weird like that, and you want to know, holster for breakfast holster. Just saying. We need. Yeah, we should actually get on that. Yep. Um, also brought to you by ManRubs. Visit ManRubs.com. Use the code STEAK15 at checkout. Save 15% off all their rubs, t-shirts, coffee cups. As always, I have the Make Barbecue Great Again coffee cup here. And again, that's STEAK15 at ManRubs.com for 15% off all their goodies. That audio quality sounds delicious. That is good. Yeah. And if you are looking for some of the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear head of our friends odyssey at odyssey.com got some headphones that's actually probably why it sounds good no lies detected yeah they're also on instagram and facebook check out all the stuff they got everything from inner earbuds to in-studio recording gear they'll get you all set up and ready to uh pretend you're a real podcast just like us and speaking of things that are real wait are we pretending or are we a real podcast all for a LARP, right? Yeah. There you go. Um, firearms are pretty real. I like them. I have some. Yep. You have one? I lost it in a boating accident. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms, who's been serving Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating and is a licensed FFL. He will take care of all those needs, cravings, desires you have firearmedly. So many cravings. Right? He's also got ammo. So he's on Facebook. Hit him up on the messenger, and he's at 619-870-6992. That's Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms. Um, tack here. Love it. Yeah. I think I'm wearing Essential Veteran t-shirt today. We have Coronavirus Veteran flag hanging up. Pins on my bag. Patches on our studio wall. In addition to many other things that can be found at MediocreMedic.com. And dumpbox.us. Go and support all of our sponsors who help make steak great. Again. 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 48, Steak for Breakfast Podcast. I'm Roan, and joined, as always, are two of my favorite patriots. Noah? Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Oh, here I am. Sure are. Yep. Nick. Yes. What are you doing? Playing with this new device we got. Okay. Kind of looks like the uh, ghost detection device from Ghostbusters. Right. Like a little it does, arms. Yeah. How you doing? 
good. You beaten today? Wetting my nuts off in this studio. Well, you could probably find some comfy nut sweating gear over at Mediocre <laughs> Medic or uh, Dumpbox.us. So hit up both of those guys. Why'd you air quote around studio? Yeah, right. <laughs> We're in a garage. But before we get to the news this week, we have a very special guest on the show. Author, entrepreneur, and I would call him host of the Health and Freedom Series, Reopen and Reawaken America Tour. Mr. Clay Clark, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. I appreciate you guys. I, lo- I love the studio setup there, and I love the headphones. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. We appreciate you as well. How are you doing today, sir? I am, I'm fired up, and I'm so sorry I only have 24 minutes with you, but let's make it the best 24 minutes you've ever had. We're sure going to. I like that. Um, yeah, getting to know you over the past few weeks has been quite an interesting experience to say the least. You are probably one of the most busiest people I've ever encountered in my life. Well, uh, I will just tell your listeners, uh, this morning, I'm just reading off my calendar. Uh, I got here at 3am okay. uh, this morning, sorted through the final agenda for the speakers, the health and freedom uh, conference where Gen- general Flynn and I are doing the, the, this thing called the reawaken America tour. And the speakers we've had and are going to have are just phenomenal. I mean, we've had Sidney Powell, we've had Jim Caviezel, we've had Lynn Wood, we've had Mike Lindell, We've had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. We've had Sean Foyt. And I can go on and on just listing speakers. Um, but when you have 50 awesome speakers that want to share the truth, and then Bobby Kennedy Jr. says that he wants to come join the tour, wow! you've got to find room. Yeah, so you, between you have 3 a.m. this somehow. morning and 6 a.m. this morning, I was moving everything around, getting it set up. And then when Rumble.com calls and says, hey, we want to feature your event as the primetime thing streaming on the homepage, and then when Lindell TV calls, and then when you have Bridie on call, I just there's, there's a certain snowball, and it's a great energy, and we're super appreciative of this of this revival that I believe is happening. But at the same time, there's a lot of logistics. So I got up at 3 a.m. this morning. My first client meeting was at 6, and it's just been boom, 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 boom. But I can tell your listeners right now, we are sold out for Anaheim. The, the, the Tulsa Reawaken event, we had 50,000 people requested tickets at thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com. And then the word got out, I think, that uh, we had 4,500 people there. It was sold out. 7 million people streamed. Uh, word got out. And in Tampa, we had 9,000 people, even, you know, almost twice as many people. Yep. And now we're going to Anaheim, where the event wow. hosts about 3,000 folks. It sold out. But what's happening is people are discovering that the General Flynn Reopen America, the Reawaken America events, you can get, name your price on the tickets. So I just want to make sure people get this idea. If you go to an NBA game and you sit in the lower bowl, you're going to pay like 500 bucks. You're going to pay 250 to see Seinfeld in concert. Yep. For yep. this, it's three-day events, two- and three-day uh, health and freedom conferences. You can get your tickets at thrivetimeshow.com, but we say it's 250 for general admission or whatever you can afford. So everybody listening right now, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can afford to get to these. We've got to share the truth. That's awesome that you guys are doing that. Yeah, it sure is, and, and some of the guests and some of the portions of it that we've played on this show before is certainly fired up. I'd say to the very least, our listenership. Yeah. Um, Also, I guess we can kind of let the cat out of the bag now because we've known for a minute, but really haven't announced it uh, just because of some logistical planning we've been doing. But we'll be we'll be attending as well, not in speaker context this year, at least, but as media guest of you. And we'd like to thank you on the record for extending that invite to us. That it'll be 
pretty much our first in-person event for us. We've had people to our studio, but have never gone yeah. out into the real world to do an event like that. And we are surely excited. Yeah. Well, let me amazing. tell you this for a second. This is so powerful. You two guys, um, what's your motive for doing this show? I just want to, I, cause I have, I have a point here, but I want your listeners to hear, hear this from you directly. What's the motive? Why do you do this show? Calling. What? Called to do it. Oh yeah. I think, um, one of the big things is, just getting the truth out there. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a lot of fun doing this show. I mean, sometimes it gets a little silly, but the heart behind it is to educate people in a fun way. It's not crazy serious, but also not us just messing around. Yeah, encourage we people to do their research. the research. Yeah, to point them in the right direction and um, to just get the truth out. But you guys said you felt called. You know, the word vocation means calling uh-huh. in Latin. The idea of you doing the, the, your podcast is is pure. You're wanting to share the truth. And the, and, and the truth that everybody needs to understand, and it, we, we might say, why are we hosting the General Flynn and, and Team America, Reawaken America Tour? Why are we doing it? We're doing it for three reasons. Uh, one, we want to kill the spirit of fear. Yes. Okay, yes. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And for anybody out there that doesn't know what I'm talking about, in the Bible, it specifically speaks about this. It warns us about this because a second Timothy verse one, uh, seven reads, again, this is from the Bible. It reads, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the reason why we're doing these events is we want everyone to know that the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID-19, right. those models are false. Mm-hmm. Those PCR tests are falsely calibrated to inflate the number of positive COVID-19 cases and the, the guy who actually made those PCR tests, Kerry Mullis, the inventor, has said on the record that Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci is a pathological liar. Yes. Three, yeah. COVID-19 is 100% treatable using budesonide, ivermectin, and hydroxychloroquine. So we want to kill the spirit of fear. And anybody who's willing to share the truth, we want you guys to be there. So I got on the yeah. phone with Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller from the Influence Church that's hosting this event. And again, if you want to stream it live, just go to thrivetimeshow.com thrivetimeshow.com you can get the information to stream it live uh-huh, july uh-huh. 17th and 18th it's, and you can stream it for free i said pastor what if we do a podcaster's paradise and he said what's that i said it's where we reach out to people that are doing it right doing it real for the real reasons people that feel called to share the truth and what if we set it up where we can get about 40 of the top podcasters in the same place so guys like you and your show could interview folks like you know general flynn or a sydney powell or a jim caviezel or a ian smith or a a patrick byrne or a bobby kennedy jr what if you guys you know the big time guests could be interviewed by you because you guys your motive is to get the spirit of, of truth out there yes that's what you're doing. But I'll tell you, the mainstream media, what's their motive? They sell fear. Yes. That's what they do. And any of the members of the mainstream media that have tried to go against the narrative, they get attacked and persecuted. So why are we hosting these events? One, we want to kill the spirit of fear. The models are false. The PCR tests are false. The treatments are real and are being blocked for false reasons. Two, we want to get the truth out there. There's the thing called The Great Reset. It's a book written by Klaus Schwab, uh-huh. the head of the World Economic Forum. It's called The Great Reset. It involves medical fraud and election fraud. And three, we want to give people a call to action, give people a call to action, and not just an empty feeling of hope, but an actual plan. We want to give you a plan for how we're going to win this thing, and it involves getting back to God and getting back connected. And so we're going to, we're going to people talk about, well, we're going to flip the country red. I think we're going to flip the country red with the blood of Jesus because we have Luciferian lefties and we've mm-hmm. got deep state Republicans as well. We're fighting people on the right 
and on the left. Yeah, but yeah. there's more of us than there are of them, and we are fi- standing up and fighting back. And that is why so many people, We right now, uh, at this very second, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, as of this very second, we're getting one ticket request every two minutes because we only have three final events confirmed. We've got Anaheim, obviously, the, uh, but we have three additional ones. We have Michigan in August on August the 19th, 20th, and 21st. And Ted Nugent just reached out and asked if he could play the national anthem. <laughs> That's so awesome. He's going to be playing the national anthem in, in Michigan. And then September, we're going to Colorado Springs on the 24th and 25th. And then we're going to, in, in November, in November, we're going to San Antonio to Hagee's Church, Pastor Hagee at Cornerstone Church. And that guy has been talking about the Great Reset. He's been fighting about that for over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm telling you, folks, it, we, there's, there's a momentum there. The nation is waking up. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things that you've hit already in just a few minutes talking to us that we cover almost on a weekly basis on this show. I mean, where you have all of the components and some of the bigger name speakers that you've mentioned already who are working actively in the Stop the Steal movement and what's going on in states like Arizona and Georgia and now Pennsylvania. Um, You also talked about those COVID numbers. Uh, The PCR test turned up to over 40. You have the, you know, um, ballpark estimates of over 2 million people that were going to die at the onset of it to try to instill fear and make it easier to lock people down across the world. And then, you know, your book, Fear Unmasked, which kind of covered a lot of this stuff, in addition to talking about those I don't even want to call them alternative treatments because in our opinion, things like the vaccine are alternative treatments to what actually works. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you've talked about it on other podcasts and, and outlined it in, in some of your stuff. And you, you want to talk about that real quick and yeah, hit on that? Yeah, well, let's do this. I'm going to give your listeners five pieces of, of information I don't think they've probably heard before. Okay. And if they have, maybe just validate it. We're going to do uh, this will be out on video, right? Your folks can see this on video. Sure can't. <laughs> they can't. This is audio only. Audio. Audio only. Correct. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So what we're going to do is I want everyone to get out a sheet of paper. All right? Get out a sheet of paper. And I want everyone to write down the following word. C-O-R-O-N-A. Corona. My Corona. Okay, so write it down. Corona. C-O-R-O-N-A. Corona. How many letters are in the word Corona? Six. Six. Yep. Okay. Now, let's <laughs> talk about what what letter. And folks, get out a sheet of paper. Do this with me here. Okay. So A, B, C. C is what letter in the alphabet? What is if A is one, B is two, C is three. Okay. O would be fifteen. R would be eighteen. O would be fifteen. Someone's going. This is some tough math to yep. do on an audio only program. <laughs> N is 14, A is 1, let's do it again, C is 3, O is 15, R is 18, O is 15, N is 14, A is 1. So what, when you add up those numbers, what is that? 66. So if you take, there's six letters, and the numerical value of the word is 66, uh, not good. Not a good number. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, a guy by the name of John, who is an apostle, he finds himself on the island of Patmos. He's on, someone's out there doing math right now on your, on your phone, on your calculator, looking that up there. Yes, that's right, folks. So he's on the island of Patmos. God says to him, I'm 
sure God would like knock first. I'm sure God was very polite or God would get his attention. But oh, so uh, John, I want you to write this down. And John's going, are you, t- God, are you talking from a CB? God, is that a, you using a C? Calm down, John. This is the voice of God. I want you to write down these words. Because that's what happened. He wrote down the words and he wrote down these words. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom. Let him that hath the understanding count the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man. His number is 603 score and six. Imagine we that. Ourselves. Who, who just filed a patent with the publication number W02020 060606. Uh, Bill Gates. Yeah, one of our least favorite friends. Who funded the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID 19? Uh, Bill Gates. Who is pushing the vaccines? Who is the one behind all the vaccine technology? Who's the king, the king of vaccines? Uh, Bill Gates. Whose best friend was the most prolific pedophile in the world's history? Uh, Bill Gates. You mean Bill Gates hung out with Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. Sure did. Sure did. And Jeffrey Epstein was working on creating his own race of people. Look it up in DuckDuckGo. Just type in Jeffrey Epstein creates own race of people. Or go to Google, type in Jeffrey Epstein creates own race of people. And there's a guy who has a spiritual advisor. Her name is Marina Abramovich. Mm -hmm. And if you go to DuckDuckGo and you type in Marina Abramovich, Abramovich. Now, someone says, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you spell that? Type it, type it in. Spirit Cooking Marina Abramovich. A-B-R-A-M-O-V-I-C. Spirit Cooking Marina Abramovich. You might say, well, what? what, what, what? Yeah, see, Marina Abramovich is a spirit cooker, a.k.a. she prays to Satan. Yep. And if you go to DuckDuckGo and look up Marina Abramovich spirit cooking on images, you're going to find that she is the spiritual advisor of Bill Gates. So, again... The man with the patent number, with the publication, the publication filing number, the man with the patent for a cryptocurrency that goes inside the human body so that no man might buy or sell with a publication number W02020606606. That's uh, Bill Gates. Yep. And you say, who's pushing the bottles that said that 2.2 million Americans would die? Uh, Bill Gates. Who's the one saying we can't get back to normal without the shot? Uh, Bill Gates. So what we have right now is America finds itself at the gates of hell. And you might say, well, that's in Revelation. Where is that? Because a lot of us haven't read that in a while. Now we open up to Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. Folks, you should do that. Revelation chapter 13, Flipping. verse 2. And people haven't done this. This is crazy. I was on a Bible a Christian show just this week talking to a very respectable name. He's never seen this. It says here, it says here, oh, oh, here we go. And the dragon gave the beast its power, its seat, and its authority. Now, what country has a logo that's a dragon? China. Interesting. Mm. Now, another interesting, and just these are just things that are facts that, that might blow the minds of some. <laughs> what, what? So if God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, as quoted in 2 Timothy 1.7, who, who did give us the spirit of fear? I believe Satan. Why do the majority of pastors in America not look at the book of Revelation? It's kind of the cool thing to do in the Christian world to go, yeah, well, we win in the end. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. But how many people actually read the end of the book? And if you open up the end of the book, you'll start to discover that it says in Revelations 
chapter, uh, this is this is in the Bible. Okay. Revelation. Okay. Chapter nine, uh, verse one through three, this will blow your mind. It says, and then he opened the bottomless pit and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace and the sun of the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth unto them was given power by the beast. Now, do you know what the name is of the new U.S. military technology that has the capacity to wipe out everybody? It's called Locust. Oh. Hmm. That's the name of the technology. It's, it shoots a bunch of small drones in a given territory, and the locusts are deployed. They're drones, and they go, and they blow stuff up, and then there's no one who could be – you can't kill them because they're coming at you so fast. They use AI technology, and they figure out where you are, and they just shoot at you, and no man can fight against that. And then you say, well, what else does Revelation have to say? Well, Revelation talks about the four angels. Uh -huh. Someone says, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Revelation 9, 15. Revelation chapter 9, 15. Chapter 9, verse 15. Folks, look it up here. It talks about, it says, and there were four fallen angels that were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year and to slay the third part of men. Well, how many pharmaceutical companies are there right now that are pushing the shot? Four. Four. And what does the word pharma mean in Greek? Sorcery, witchcraft. Could it be that they're pushing everyone to take these shots? Yes. Oh, and you know what? I have doctors who are clients of mine, doctors who are very good friends of mine. And I said, good doctors. Client, for anybody out there who doesn't know who I am, um, one, I really don't know who I am. I'm just a very successful <laughs> business guy by the world standards, but I'm a father of five and I love researching things, okay? I love researching. I love to just turn the world out and just research. Turns out, Graphene oxide, graphene oxide, G-R-A-P-H-E-N-E -E oxide is in all of the soon-to-be mandated vaccines. Right. And the only reason you'd put graphene oxide into something is if you wanted to murder people. Hmm. More fun facts. SM-102 is in all the shots. SM-102. SM-102. What's, what's that? SM-102, also referred to as luciferase. Yep, we talked about Lucifer that on the show. Luciferase. That's in all the shots. That's where you can see under your skin whether you've been vaccinated or not. You can see the, when the light is held up to your skin, you can see it. It illuminates. Uh -huh. Other facts, just, just throwing out facts. Again, these are things that people aren't aware of these things. And if you're not aware of these things, it's hard to, to fight back. I mean, so again, we got Luciferase. Everybody look up. Look it up. The Pope has a satellite. The Pope has a telescope. And what's the name of the Pope's? telescope we probably just defended the catholics for using facts <laughs> just because the pope is corrupt i'm not saying that all of catholicism is corrupt but if you type in pope telescope kind of rhymes pope telescope kind of seems like kind it. of fun and then you find out it's called lucifer the name I've of the that, pope's yeah. telescope is lucifer and if you go to google and you type in pope snake building oh yeah pope that's crazy mm -hmm. That's Why is the Pope's building in the shape of a snakehead? You say, what building? What is this? Yes, the Pope has an audience hall, and it is in the shape of a snakehead. So could it be that we are under satanic attack? The Washington Times recently reported an article. This is crazy. It says here in the article, Satanists sue for religious right to ritual abortions. Yeah, yeah they've been throwing billboards all over the country up supporting that uh legislative movement that they're trying to get into with that as well do you find it frustrating and i know we've talked about it quite a bit on the show that i think the biggest battle right now is not so much converting people into 
You're using the word converting loosely. I know, and, and it's kind of a bad way to do it. The hard part is you bring, we all bring facts, mm-hmm. and you're spitting out a lot of facts that are amazing, and we do it on our show. Mm-hmm. And then when you sit down and talk to people in person, they think you're crazy. And they don't want to hear it. Yeah. And you're like, this is the reason we're in this corner in well, our country is because people refuse to educate themselves. Yeah. And when you give people facts and you go, look, you can Google this, well, you can look it up let's now. Let's talk about it real quick. What I've found, and I'm batting about 70% when I meet with people face to face. Okay. And it could be because of, you know, I was. SBA entrepreneur of the year. It could be because I'm a best-selling author. It could be because I'm good at this idea. I don't know, but this is how you do it. Okay. Whenever you show somebody facts, I encourage everyone to go to time to free America.com time to free America.com. Whenever you show, share with them a fact, you have to show it to them. show and tell because when people look up Marina Abramovich, who Bill Gates chose to put in an Easter commercial, yeah, <laughs> and she, she literally is a satanic person. If you show them pictures of Marina Abramovich spirit cooking, at that point, this is the reaction I get about seven out of ten times. People go, why, why, why are we looking at that? <laughs> it's got to be a, a, a joke, right? Right? You know, and probably the same feeling if a guy walks in on his wife, you know, having an affair. I mean, you know, they say, hey, whoa, 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 put that away. Right? I mean, there's, right? Yeah, and no. Then, so I start there with the Marina Abramovich. I show people, I say, why did Jeffrey Epstein have his own temple on his island? Island Was he praying to Jesus? Was Epstein praying to Jesus? I show it to him. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I say, hey, why was Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein working on creating their own race of people? Yep. I show it to him. They go, well, that's just. Then they say, well, what's their motive? What's their motive for putting SM-102 in the in the shots? What's their, what's their motive for putting graphene oxide in the shots? You say, well. Their model, their, their, their model, their game plan, their motive, their, their map all leads towards implementing the book of Revelation. These homeboys want to wipe out and depopulate the earth. And they go, no, they would never want to do that. Uh, no, they would never. And they start getting into the stupid joking phase. They go, no, no, it would, no, no. Right. And then I show them on Brideon.com where Bill Gates is talking about depopulation. He yep. wants to depopulate. And I go, what does that mean? How do you depopulate a room? If we're in a room and there's two people, how do you depopulate the room? Somebody has to leave the room. If you're going to depopulate the earth. How do you do it? Someone has to leave the earth. Yep. They have to die. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, the reaction I started to get about seven out of 10 times, they go, well, how do you know all this? And I say, well, Sidney Powell, Oof, Jim Cabezal. Judy Mikovits, Pastor Mark Burns, General Flynn, Roger Stone, Simone Gold. I count these people as friends. Yeah. And they talk to me. I talk to them. I research. All of us are focused on the facts. And you need to get out to one of these health and freedom conferences. Get out to it. See it. Wrestle with it. Like Job in the Bible, wrestling with God. Wrestle with it. Try to figure it out. Bring your laptop with you. Look it up. Take notes. Assume I'm crazy. And then once you discover, boom, the truth, you have to pick a side. That's it. You got to pick a side. You can't not pick a side. You have to pick a side. And that's what this is all about. That's why I encourage everybody out there, if you're hearing my voice right now, what can you do? Go to now. Hey, what's the official title of your show? Steak before breakfast? (laughs) Steak for breakfast. Steak for breakfast. Steak for. Okay. What I'm going to do right now. Is there anybody out there, and we're going to do this for you guys because you're coming out to our event. Anybody out there that buys tickets, and again, you can name your price. It's 250 is what we suggest, or it's whatever you can afford. If you buy any of the remaining tickets to the, the Health and Freedom, the, Re- the Reawaken America Tour with General Flynn and myself, 
by going to thrivetimeshow.com. If you use the promo code STEAK for breakfast, we're going to give you 10% off your ticket, and then we're going to give back 20% of the gross sales to you guys so you can have that can pay for your airfare or whatever to get out to future events because we only have three remaining events. We'd love to have you guys be a part of it. So, again, use the promo code STEAK for breakfast. We've set it up where you can't buy tickets online. You have to request the tickets, and then a member of our team looks you up to make sure you're not Antifa or something. And then we, <laughs> we call you. You got to bring your ID to get, in, get, to get in, almost like we're doing an old-school high-integrity election. You know, <laughs> Imagine that. ID, we got security, the whole deal. But, again, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you request a ticket, and then when they ask you, how did you hear about us, if you'll say steak for breakfast or steak or some variation of that phrase, Okay, it's not a catch. We're not trying to catch you. We're just trying to verify where you came from. We will give you guys 20% of all the sales. And we've got one lady last month who went crazy. She's the, the uh, 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 Iowa mama bear who okay, got the mask okay. mandates lifted. Oh, nice. We gave her a promo code. And that woman brought hundreds of people to the conference. She was able to raise a lot of money for her organization to fight back against the Luciferian left. And we love giving back to great causes and great people like yourself. So, again, get your tickets right now. Go to uh, timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, or thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com to request your tickets and use the promo code STEAK for breakfast, and we'll get you uh, 10% off, and then 20% goes back to you guys. And uh, I, I appreciate you guys lowering your standards to allow me to be here. Oh, absolutely not. It's quite the reverse, <laughs> to be honest with you. We appreciate you, everything from all you're doing for the, you know, um, the great awakening and the community with the reopening America tour and, and all of those great friends of, of, of ours and yours that you're bringing along and just, we, we really appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, Absolutely. yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on with us today. And, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Thank you team. I can't wait to shake your hand. You're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be a blasty blast. No social distancing, no mask mandates. It's just going to be a great, mask-free, freedom-fighting, patriot-loving festival. I'm telling you, you're going to absolutely love it. It's like the Super Bowl of conservative Christian libertarian thought. You're going to love it. Take care, guys. Mr. Clay Clark, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Well, that was a treat. Nick, what do you think of uh, our new friend, Clay Clark? That was pretty intense. That guy had so much energy, it, was, it kind of threw me off because I'm a very, not non-energetic person, but very low-key. Okay. His energy was like inspirational, kind of. Because that guy goes nonstop. And one, he made time to talk to us, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, that guy is going like 100 miles an hour five days. Actually, probably seven days a week. All day. Eight days. Eight days a week. Um, and, yeah, he was just getting after it. And he gave us a lot of great knowledge. Um, stuff that we've already covered, but it's kind of nice to hear it from another... Um, more prominent? Sure. I wouldn't say a more reputable source, but... Mm -hmm. A more, reputable, a more reputable source. Remember, we are going to be guests of his this weekend. Yeah. And I think that's something that, well, I'll put it to our listening audience who just kind of heard that interview. If we thought going in that in less than 25 minutes, we were going to cover all topics ranging from the vaccine, the Bible, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and more. I would have said no way. Yeah. Not mixed together. No. And not as fast as he could regurgitate it almost with robotic efficiency. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you order like the sampler appetizer. Yeah. And it's got literally all of your favorite foods on one plate. Are you talking about Buffalo Wild Wings again? No. Well, <laughs> I've never had their sampler, but what? I would just eat their fried pickles and their 
wings and then see how many taps of beer I can get through. There you go. <coughs> we still need to go for lunch one day. Um, probably not on a show day. We should literally just bring the soundboard and set up. Yeah. Wouldn't hate it. Bring this new device you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things we could take away from that Clay Clark interview is that we have now revealed that we will be representing Steak for Breakfast in context this coming weekend at the reopen and we reawaken America tour stop in Anaheim, California. Yeah. If you're there, cause I know, um, one of my mom's best friends, she's going, she's okay. a big, big time Patriot. She'd already had her tickets before we knew we were going. So she's going to stop by and say hi. Um, so if you're there or if you know somebody that is going, tell them to swing by and try and find us. It'd be cool to see some people in real life. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and remember, even though the website says that they're currently sold out, you need to keep requesting those tickets and then use, well, he kind of gave us a broad promo code. He said steak for breakfast podcast, but then anything to do with the word steak will They'll give figure you, it out. Yeah. yeah. Really? An additional 15% off. Nice. Of your final negotiated ticket price. Which Does that is, just keep it from like a typo? You steak for podcast breakfast or something? Well, I think uh, the way they're doing the tickets with this thing from everyone who I've talked to connected to the event has pretty much told me is that you email or call and then eventually a human calls you back to confirm. Oh, nice. They're like, they want to vet. It was what Clark was saying that they want to vet people to make sure Antifa doesn't infiltrate. So they're not going to have like a bunch of trolls infiltrating. They're going to do their best to make sure that you're not a robot. So somebody on the phone just says, are you Antifa? And they go, of course not. Are you wearing, are you wearing a mask right no, now? No, they actually do some, Yeah, they go, of course not. <laughs> yeah. they, they do do some background checks, and that's why they ask you for the name as it would appear on your state driver's license. Hmm. Like yeah. Facebook background check? No. <laughs> Contracted Social media. checkers. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and just on a side note, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast and on Twitter at D-O-S-2-3-T-R-E-S. We don't have our uh, old account back yet? No. Um, one of our upcoming guests... How many apolog- apologetic emails have you gotten? 44. 44? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. About a dozen appeals. They're very sorry. Extremely sorry. But not sorry enough to give us our shit back. No, one of our future guests, though, um, <laughs> Lord Petty... Like, Pet- we're real sorry, but... Yeah. Lord Petty messaged me right before the show started and said that he was able to uh, work an appeal and got his account back almost instantly. So nice. I guess there's still hope. He's got some good shit. I like that. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of post dank memes. He said he got nuked for making fun of people with herpes. Well, if this is in America, I don't know what it is. Like, what... If you can't make fun of the gift that keeps on giving... Where do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean... Well, if you contracted herpes, it's your fault, too. So it's mm, self-inflicted. I mean, for the most part. toilet seat, maybe? <laughs> that would be super unfortunate. <laughs> sure would. So I only poop at home. Really? Yep. I will poop anywhere if I have to. Yeah. I'll use a porter potty on the last day of the festival if I have to. Wow. Speaking of things that are <laughs> the last day of the festival. Bring your galoshes. <laughs> we were expecting to have Wonder Woman on today, but she had... Incurred a last-minute ailment Ugh. and had to call in sick. So we're going to be doing it old school and doing it live. Um, just the three of us. So hope you all enjoy as we uh, kind of deep dive into the news now. Let's uh, just make up a phone number okay. and call a random person and ask them if they want to be on the podcast. That would be funny just to prank call somebody mm. and stream it live. on the- Yeah, Sure would. Let's not do that. But circling back to nuked accounts, 
I know you guys both saw, and our listening audience is probably really excited about the fact that late last week, Donald Trump announced that he would be suing big tech in its entirety in kind of a blanket violation of 230 plus First Amendment protection lawsuit and brought out some pretty big guns to uh, represent him legally. I like it. Yeah, speaking from uh, his Bedminster Golf Resort, he came out and gave some uh, insight onto just what we might look into about the crybabies of big tech and what they've done and use some of the actual terminology that has been common in our community. So it's good to see that someone kind of schooled him on it a little bit before we could, uh, you know, get him up in front of the podium. Let's hear what he had to say. Terminology like bullshit. And- the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people, and that's exactly what they are doing. We're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing, and canceling that you know so well. Nice. Our case will prove this censorship is unlawful, it's unconstitutional, and it's completely un-American. We all know that. We all know that very, very well. Our filing also seeks injunctive relief to allow prompt restitution and really restoration and you can name about 20 other things and it has to be prompt because it's destroying our country of my accounts in addition we are asking the court to impose punitive damages on these social media giants we're going to hold big tech very accountable this is the first of Numerous other lawsuits, I assume, that would follow, but this is the lead, and I think it's going to be a very, very important game-changer for our country. It will be a pivotal battle in the defense of the First Amendment, and in the end, I am confident that we will achieve a historic victory for American freedom, and at the same time, freedom of speech. Don't hate it. Yeah. So he he released a statement uh, shortly thereafter. After operating, he kind of, you could tell he was bothered a little bit by the 94 degree heat out of Bedminster. Yeah, that would get me too. So, but um, did have this to say after kind of commentating on his own speech. The fake news and big tech, in parentheses, and Dems, coordinated attack on the millions of people in our country who called the 2020 presidential election disgraceful and corrupt is failing. More and more people are calling it rigged and stolen (laughs) so that's the whole real reason behind the lawsuit i mean for as much as i wish he would have said nuked but talked about canceling and shadow banning the fact of the matter is is that anytime we really get up there and pontificate online about how i think he put it rigged and stolen the election (laughs) really was um you know, our accounts kind of go away, and then we got to start over from ground zero. No pun intended. Mm. So, Donald Trump versus the Masters of the Universe. What do you guys think about that? Probably long overdue, but at the same time, looks pretty decent. Yeah. I think, uh, 
It's just ironic, like, if the tables were turned and the right was the one censoring the left. Okay. There'd be, I mean, it would just be such a different narrative if the right had controlled all these um, social media groups and big tech. Um, I mean, the frenzy that would come with that would be historic. And <clears throat> no one from the left is getting censored. No one's getting their YouTube pages pulled. Nobody's oh, they getting can their... they can post the most god awful, oh, yeah. ridiculous shit and with no repercussions with, whatsoever. Well, and a lot of like with slander, like personal slander. Going yeah, look look people. at last week. We read half a dozen tweets and referenced articles on where legitimate elected officials in the House of Representatives and Congress basically shit talked the United States on Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. So called us all racist and said this country is a piece of shit. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> It's shit, yeah, well, it's, call me a piece of shit then. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing Maxine Waters, so. Ew. She's a piece of shit. She sure is. She's gross. Um, there was some movement from the Masters of the Universe this weekend where ahead of the uh, Jeff Bezos launch into fake outer space, um, him, Bill Gates, Dr. Evil, Lizardberg, and then Tim Cook, who's like kind of like a real-life gay version of Kingpin from the Marvel comics, <laughs> all met up to kind of discuss, I guess, what's going on with this lawsuit. They said it was things to do with the Bezos launch, but you know shortly after those lawsuits were filed, those guys are trying to get their ducks in a row of just about what they're doing. I mean, because you look across the board. You have Apple coordinating with Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, and even there's even accounts of, on Amazon who get canceled for, really? for more prominent public figures who are outspoken about, you know, the left and Democrats and the integrity of the 2020 election. Well, yeah, and you have Amazon not selling certain people's books because yeah. of their opinion. I mean, that thing about that as an author or someone that's making a living writing books and then you're censored. I mean, no one really goes to Barnes & Noble anymore. Everyone buys off of Amazon. Yeah, they sure don't. For them to have the ability to just say, we're not going to, you know. Well, it's just like demonetizing people's YouTube accounts. It's yeah. like, these, this is how you hurt people. You know, like, yep. I'm in control. I'm going to take my ball and go home if you don't fucking say what I want you to say. Yeah, and some of even the bigger guns weighed in over the weekend where, you know, sometimes we refer to the the U.S. version of all those baddies as the masters of the universe, the real ones from Davos and beyond, mm -hmm. um, starting with our good friend, Mr. Agenda 2030 himself, Klaus Schwab, talked about how vaccines aren't only important, but there should be digital vaccines that kind of cleanse the internet of narratives such as the one that the President of the United States talked about from Bedminster last week. Check this out. Are not sufficient. We need vaccines to immunize ourselves. The same is true for cyber attacks. Here too, we have to move from simple protection to immunization. We need to build IT infrastructures that have digital antibodies built in inherently to protect themselves. Mas That's kind of scary Sounds to talk like about that. Bane from Batman, but not cool. He's definitely not in the Tom Hardy category. Is he holding a cat and petting it creepily? No, I actually think it it's a hologram. It's a, he's like sitting in front of a desk, but I, that's definitely a green screen behind him. So 
I don't even think he's on this planet operating anymore, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I wish it would have started and, and ended there, but that kind of went straight down the row of all of these all-stars. Warren Buffett, who, yeah, who we haven't heard from on a while, kind of jumped in Operation Mockingbird the same narrative. Let's hear what uh, he had to say shortly after that. They think they know, but the biggest thing you learn is that the pandemic was bound to occur, and this isn't the worst one that's imaginable at all. Society has a terrible time preparing for things that are remote but are possible and will occur sooner or later. There'll be another pandemic. We know that. We know there's a nuclear... So... All of this cyber integrity, digital vaccines, even having... I mean, he talked about it as being, like, what, digital antibodies to scrub the networks clean of... He talked about, like cyber attacks well it's like the same thing with the they're talking about making the cell phone providers and cell service providers like start to monitor our monitor your messages filter and, and filter yeah messages oh good lord i feel like this is something that people should be automatically against no matter what side they're on why would you say We're that? You're asking people to think with logic and <clears throat> you guys act like something like this happened before listen right these precautions that are being implemented by by the new world order are for our safety only and to question it would mean we were number one anti-establishment number two just not patriots how close are we to the first purge i'm okay with the purge it's a lot closer than you think i I don't want soylent green though it doesn't sound delicious well i've never eaten it before (laughs) i would not eat it on a boat i would not eat it with a goat You know who does tend to regularly eat it? Eat goats? No, just it in general. You guys can figure it out for yourselves. Um, Resident Doomer, Mm. Gulfstream Traveler, and Climate Envoy, former failed presidential candidate and Skull Bones member, John Kerry. Ooh. Yeah. He continued the narrative of bigger big tech over the weekend, talking about how... Not only are vaccines important, but the world is going to end in nine years now. That's fine. Well, they keep kicking that one back a little bit. Stop it. He was ready, willing, and able to... When was it going to end last time? Twelve years ago. But he's going to talk about how those years have been wasted. He's talking about the Trump presidency. Listen listen here. (laughs) How many different uh, individual... uh, ...really screams at us all of us, industrialized countries, to take action. And the world is waiting for us to do so. So we're pleased, uh, Sergei, that uh, Russia uh, took part in the summit. We're pleased that Russia wants to now take steps, additional steps, because your country is impacted, obviously. And we believe there is space for us to cooperate on this and perhaps to be able to open up some better opportunities on other uh, issues as we do cooperate on this. So I look forward to our conversations today. I think we have some very constructive proposals to work through. And my hope is that this can be the beginning of uh, a new effort as we head to Glasgow. The meeting in Glasgow, in our judgment, is really the last best hope for countries to come together 
and do what the scientists told us we need to do with the IFCC report in 2018, when they said you have 12 years left within which to make the important decisions that will avoid the worst consequences of the climate crisis. Three of those years have blown by us now. We lost them. So we now have nine years. And obviously, that doesn't mean we implement in nine years. It means we have to begin now. The science makes clear that you can't just... You can't just shut your mouth. I wish he would shut his mouth. So... Can't just make up science facts. Yeah, you can. You can do it all the time. It's it's funny that you say that, Nick, because for a while now we've been looking, um, you know, for the reasons behind this whole climate agenda movement. And thanks to Garbaggio reaching out over the last week, um, he kind of... Uh, you know, gave us the insight to just where one of the godfathers of the anti-climate change movement originated from. And we're talking about none other than John Coleman, um, former CEO and founder of the Weather Channel, before stepping down in retirement and working out here in San Diego as the local weatherman. You guys ever hear him? Yeah, it's awesome. He's pretty based. Um, I do have a uh, audio clip that I've been looking for for a long time, and it's an interview he did with one of our great friends, Brian Stelter, over at CNN. Shortly after he gave his testimony on Capitol Hill about how climate change is a hoax and a big tech farce just to launder money from governments all over the world. Interesting. Yeah, God rest his soul. But it'll be living today on our show. And so without further ado, here's good old John Coleman shitting on Brian Stelter and telling it like it is. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot I'm of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And <laughs> CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus well there is no consensus in science science isn't a boat science is about facts and if you get down to the hard cold facts uh, there's no question about it climate change is not happening there is no significant man-made global warming now there hasn't been any in the past and there's no reason to expect any in the future there's a whole lot of baloney and yes it is it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I though, is when you see... I know we're not, because you the... wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN, but I'm happy <laughs> that I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do... no global warming. What I do wonder <laughs> is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate he scientists He started laughing agree, when he said NASA. Do you think they're making <laughs> it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, square that. Well, that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, this, the uh, government puts out about two and a half billion dollars directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. 
So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple. But that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist. So I'm not going to try to refute you well, on the facts. Well, that's the truth. So I'll simply say <laughs> the facts. Stand back from this, from this issue and let the two sides be on the air. Ah, what a so long awaited, <laughs> but I think uh, given his due, he was pretty fucking based in in when he was alive. And you saw from that video, he was not a young whippersnapper no. when he gave that interview. No, but he told him to shut up twice. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> and then said, "You sure weren't a scientist." When he said, you know, he made claims of it and talked about how shitty CNN was even back then. Um, when was that interview? I believe two thousand and nine. Oh, that was a long... Because, yeah, he was... He died Still, in, what, 2018? A couple mm, years ago? Mm, no, I think a little bit before that, but... Um, still relevant today. I mean, he said it's a it's a big tech and it's a big government way of laundering money and all coming around yeah. and just taxing everybody and that there's no scientific evidence that supports yeah. global warming anywhere. When he, he had a good point. Almost every conspiracy in the history of the world, you just saw the money. And there's always a logical reason you can um, kind of trace it back when there's a money trail. And, uh, I mean, he broke it down in like five seconds. Yeah. Why there's an incentive for people to lie about that. What do you think, Noah? I know you've heard that before, but hearing it in your headphones for the first time might have been pretty awesome. Yeah, that was good. I haven't heard that particular clip. No, I don't claim to be a science. Sure aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um... Yeah, so that's kind of, uh, you know, even though it was well over a decade ago, still probably relevant today and, and from what I could tell. Um, well, it's like they were talking, and there's been multiple times I've brought this up, It's there's data that states even if we were to completely cease our carbon emissions today, right now, everything's done, first of all, it wouldn't matter because China and all these other countries are just, you know, dumping garbage into rivers and trash and China smokestacks and all that all that garbage. Yeah. But even if we got everybody to just knock it off immediately, it would literally only change the temperature over the period of time for like a degree and a half, if anything. Well, we have big tech censorship. We have global warming. Two things that shouldn't even be. We need a third. It's the vaccine. Hey, you know what? You need to get over it. I am over it. According to Dr. Fauci, who spoke with MSNBC this week. Oh, what did he have to say? I thought he was going to be gone, Templeton the rat. So, and even though we do have a brief audio clip from him, I do have a rebuttal from someone who's come, number one, out of left field, even though that she's been on this show a pavilion times in the past. Does he mention reservoirs? Not in this context. Let's <laughs> let's let's hear what he did mention. Anybody to make any political statement one way or another. another. We're saying try and save your life and that of your family and that of the community. It's you know, we have so many things, as you said, so many diseases that I deal with that don't have solutions. It's very frustrating. You don't have a treatment or you don't have a vaccine. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, 
highly effective wrong. in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. Severe. It's easy to get, it's free, and it's readily available. So, you know, Those you, are all red you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. So here, is, here's the thing. The, here's the deal. The combination of, I guess there's four of them, coronavirus vaccines have combined to enter the top 10 number one leading cause of death and or hospitalizations in the United States. Hope you guys uh, are surprised by those numbers. Probably not. Noah, no? Mm-mm. Nick? Nope. Okay. You guys must be big fans of Bell's palsy, <laughs> Bell palsy um, and blood clots because those are some of the most severe side effects that people are incurring on this. Yummy. So I, I thought that was a pretty garbage statement, and, and I, you know... It's super immature to come from somebody who has as much "quote unquote" authority that he does. Like, but you just need to get over it. It's, it's like, uh, you know, you're supposed to be this prominent figure in the health industry, and you're acting like a child. Reservoir. <laughs> are, are you done playing? Reservoir. All right. <laughs> you, you know who doesn't need to reference reservoirs, but has been on this show a lot of times in the past. One of our favorites. Our stop the steel bay. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. There you go. She actually had a rebuttal for Dr. Fauci in regards to vaccines. Was it two points? One fuck you, two shut up? Putting on a different hat from her usual legal expertise on stop the steel and weighing in on just how much she wishes he would shut the fuck up. Is it a cheetah print hat? Oh. A- appearing on Steve Bannon's War Room, and we'll take a quick poll real quick before we get into playing any audio from him. No. Stop it. Steve Bannon is not Q. Me, he is not Q. Nick? I'm Q. Okay. Oh, shit. No Revelations. I am also not Q. Oh, perfect. So now we have, so there's two Qs because Nora said that she was a, could have been Q recently on the show. Now Nick just claims to be Q. Okay, I take it back. I'm Q also. Both of you guys are Q? I'm Batman. <laughs> you know who isn't Q? Is Swear to me! Sidney Powell. Let's hear, let's hear what she had to say about Dr. Fauci. Hmm. Where is she? Hold open. You've got all this, you know, it's Fauci saying you got to get over it. The, the, the health and human services said they're going to go it. door to door. You got, you got uh, analysts on CNN saying that it's time to go to mandatory vaccinations. I know your new or, your organization, Defend the Republic, is at the cutting edge of this. Walk us through Sidney Powell's take on where the Biden administration and the pharmaceutical industry, where are they going right now with this? She's got like an olive oil outfit on right now. They're going to try to vaccinate all of us, and it sounds like they want it to be mandatory. I uh, am appalled by the recent pushback on CNN and everywhere else to try to get everyone vaccinated and make everyone think it's all right. More than 7,000 people have died already just in the United States from the vaccine. There are more than 35,000 serious injuries. Just two days ago, a friend of mine called me. Her mother was in the hospital with blood clots in her heart Mm. in the ICU undergoing emergency surgery. The blood clots were caused by having just been vaccinated. It's affecting people in all kinds of adverse ways because it is still experimental. People are not even being properly informed that it's experimental. At defendingtherepublic.org, we want people to know the facts before they vax. 
It's that simple. We have herd immunity. Everyone who has had COVID already has a natural immunity to the disease again, which is far better than anything they can create by the vaccine that is still experimental. It has not been approved for use. It's got emergency authorization, but there's no valid emergency when the condition is completely treatable by ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, it's it's simply not even a medical emergency. Cindy, you're a former U.S. prosecutor, federal prosecutor. I just got to ask you, when you talk about informed consent, he does that a lot. Do you believe that they've made the case, and can you cite to how they're trying to make it? Because they never talk about herd immunity anymore. They never talk about antibodies or T cells. Mm. What is the case they're trying to make? that would get around you being able to take them to court and say it's not informed consent. As you watch it, CDC, the Biden administration, even the media, what is the argument they're making that that you must or should get this vaccine? So, so the vaccine hesitant, not the hardcore anti-vaxxers, but that big group in the middle, the vaccine hesitant, would say, okay, I, I see the evidence, I see the data, I see the science, I'll go ahead and do it. What argument are they making? They're just using brute force of the media and the power of the government to try to cram it down everyone's throat, Steve. They're not, they're not even looking at the science themselves. It, it makes no sense other than it's a massive benefit to the pharmaceutical industry. And it's, it's going to decrease the world's population because now people oh, are dying from the vaccine. Mm. So uh, let me ask. I mean. We, we can let her go on, and, and, and she goes on for another couple minutes. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you, you kind of got to have to elude what the what the gist of it is and what she's saying. You know, number one, we all know that these vaccines are in the experimental phase, and they will be up until and through 2023 at least. Um, we also have to take into account for, you know, some of the things that uh, – she was talking about in regards to informed consent that just leads you to believe why are they pushing this so hard what aside from follow the money is the incentive behind the vaccine everything from you know you've got them remaking back that ass up with vax that ass up hip hop videos well and it just it's become a complete cult mentality yeah, and now like, door-to-door task force checking on whether or not you a have gotten the vaccine or b are informed enough on why you should have already gotten it like there was never this much push for the flu vaccine like the flu probably just as dangerous yeah if not more yeah and if you didn't get the flu vaccine nobody gave a shit but this is this cult it's become like this political thing like I have to believe this and I have to be 100% on board with this and this is my new virtual virtue signaling quest that I have to go on every day on social media and these are the same people that were never drive with their mask on well you think about life in general and these are the same people that were never captain of a sports team never scored a point in anything never okay. have anything legitimate to offer society the same people that I was will, never a captain on a sports team did you ever play sports? You're in a band. That's pretty epic. These are the same people that have nothing. Like, I was a goalie and I played hockey. <clears throat> that's yeah. pretty cool. These are the same people that have never, like, they have nothing to live for. So it's life. pretty safe to say you won't be vaxxing that ass up. No, but 
the outrage is because this is the first time in their life they have quote unquote authority over somebody uh-huh. and that's why they won't give up the mask like today i was getting my wife's car serviced and this thing was sitting next to me and a 400 pound person with oh. green hair i think it was a male i like that you didn't oh i was with about a, to say i like that you didn't assume the gender but then you did with a mask on and I'm, nobody else has a mask on the employees don't nobody but this person sitting there drawing like a four-year-old and i'm like why why are you why are you the way you are and yeah i have to stop myself sometimes because you'll be out like walking around outside and somebody's like with the mask on and like you kind of make eye contact, and I and I have to stop myself from going. You know that shit's over, right? So they don't want it to be over. That's like their one token in life is like I was part of the mask revolution. Oh, I, I God. called people out online, and I shamed people for not wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Like that's now that that's over. I made a stand at Trader Joe's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that it's over, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. I think there's many straights in Netflix. The Trader Joe's last stand. Well, I'm so sure. now they're trying to figure out what they'll, their next move is, and the vaccine's the biggest other push they have. You know, I've seen bumper stickers like "vaccinated." Or, it's just like, dude, vax or die. Yeah. Well, like, vax I kind of and die. How yeah. about die? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take die for 400 points. I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it. Well, that's okay. I did see on Instagram someone. Uh, I think it was Huff Daddy posted a video of someone that had a BLM sticker on it. And okay. when he zoomed in, it said, Biden loves minors. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like, really <laughs> Completely un- unrelated. <laughs> and coming a day after making a appearance in Las Vegas at the UFC event. <laughs> Donald Trump appeared as the keynote speaker at CPAC, Texas. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, and took the stage to... Uh, and now I'm correlating with UFC land some haymakers and work the ground game on some of his former opponents and foes of the show. Um, Your ankle's not supposed to touch the ground. You know whose ankle didn't touch the ground? That was gnarly. Hillary Clinton. And, and for some reason he decided to bring her back up again. We won by a much bigger margin. 2016 was very close. But Hillary said, why didn't you do that for me? Why didn't you cheat for me, damn it? <laughs> I could have been somebody. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, he just kind of. <laughs> wow. Letting it rip. Right. Decided to, to get in there early and. Uh, well, the fact of the matter is that they literally did not think he had any chance of winning. And now they just can't fucking stop him. Yeah, um, we'll I get, feel like in a sense they created this monster that Trump and and monsters like uh, the biggest compliment. Sure, but Trump created this movement. You monster. Yeah, but in their eyes he's a monster. But they helped fuel that by giving him so much airtime and attention. And I mean, this guy's lived rent free in this whole party's mind for like six years now. Yeah. And they they can't air anything besides. I mean, every day they talk about him. And he's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's just. It's hilarious because, you know, he just feeds off that. How many times do you think he kicks back at home and watches? He just flips the CNN and go, oh, I wonder if they're talking about me. You know they are. And he goes, oh, look at this. And we'll get to that after the uh, <clears throat> Trump mega mix in a little bit. Um, do have some good audios, though, that we want to play from this. I've got everything from uh, empowering our military all the way to go home to mommy. 
So we're, we're we're really bringing it back 2016 with this CPAC event he did over the weekend. Let's let's hear some of the best of it. So we have a USA chant spontaneously break out when a protester is revealed. He's going back home to mom. <laughs> mom is yeah. mom is a big supporter of ours, by the way. <laughs> so there was that and, and while they were ushering him out he, he said that he's going home to mommy and that his mom is a big trump supporter so how do you not just love him love how much of a troll he is it's hard um and i think that's why people hate him that much more because the left me is, and like, i will never he always ever wins stop fighting for you promise he did make that pledge and play it again you never stopped fighting for me, and I will never, ever stop fighting for you. Promise. Yep. Good stuff. So, I fighting mean, he, for you. He really was able to grasp, um, you know, a lot of what the audience needed to hear from him. There was a poll. 88% of the people in the country want voter ID, so now the Democrats... Again, same old story. No longer racist. They're saying, we want voter ID. We've always wanted voter ID. Huh? These people are sick. We will completely <laughs> defund and bar critical race theory. Yes. 1776, not 1619. Boom. No mm. I, I still feel like there, there's, a, there's literally a part of me that feels like at least Dan Scavino listens to this show. I mean, there are a lot of talking points that we hit on like a weekly basis that are making it into some of his rally speeches now. Dan, I love Dan if you're listening. I love that. Trump, oh, we love you. Open invitation. Yeah, we love you. I love that he's so well versed, and it, it might be a test of the team that surrounds him with helping him get ready for these rallies and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't miss the mark with things that he says. Like no. he's in depth with critical race theory and mm-hmm. the stupid project that's going around. Like and he voter com- ID and he can complete a sentence without losing track. <laughs> thinking about it, chocolate it, chip ice cream. They want the chocolate chocolate chip. Damn brain freeze. Man, it's near <laughs> <fat>. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's too much ice cream and he froze his brain. That might be it. You might have just solved it. You know, like the old school windows when you would drag like the the window and it would just like smear the when it's like <laughs> you click on it like seven times and then it's just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> buttons you know his team like as he's talking and then he goes off on like a tangent and then they probably just throw the like, headsets down oh, i can't believe this is like, fucking really happening again uh, it would be amazing to get somebody to put a hidden camera in the room with his like in aids the, or the whatever. The unmarked whatever. van that's parked on the street. Like, <laughs> that's the guy, the guy that's in his earpiece like like I, he's I, covering the mic with his hand. He's like, I don't know what to tell him. Every time I fucking say something. They're going through note, like a binder of yeah. of safety yeah. points. We don't have any. Oh, he's making eye contact with the union workers again. Here we go. <laughs> we, <laughs> Look here, fat. <laughs> we, it's like we literally gave him people to call on he fucked that up and, and there are like like nick alluded to there are some things that really motivate his listenership his following and, and the general audience when he talks and i think one of the things we can all kind of concur on is that regardless of how much they want to demonize him or delegitimize him in the mainstream media there's one thing that's absolutely true and that's that donald trump isn't going anywhere he rounded up his speech at CPAC in true Donald Trump fashion, swinging heavily and hitting the heartstrings. 
Do it. Doing it. We owe our country nothing less than that. Our glorious American inheritance was passed down to us by generations of American patriots mm. who gave everything they had, their sweat, their blood, and even their way of lives to build America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. And we are not going to let it be taken away from us by a small group of radical left Marxist maniacs. We're not going to let it happen. We will protect and defend our cherished American legacy and freedom for ourselves, for our children, and for every future generation. My fellow Americans, our movement is the greatest in American history. Yep. And it has just begun. With your help, your devotion, your brilliance, and your drive, we will carry forward the torch of American liberty. We will lead the conservative movement and the Republican Party back to victory. And it will be a greater victory than this party has ever had. Mm. We will take back the House. We will take back the Senate. And then, after witnessing all that has gone wrong in our country in such a short period of time, with our borders, with our economy, with crime, we will take back that glorious White House that sits so majestically in our nation's capital. Beautiful White House, that's small letters, White House, that beautiful White House, and it is the most beautiful house of all. Working together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Had a little. Why, bit did, of why does he play. choose that song? Because it's song. awesome. Nick, have you ever seen Dancy? I know, but it's just so random. It's just a great song. I, I love feel, it. That's I feel like, like it pisses off <laughs> everybody. everybody who's yeah. not on on board. It's like which when, is why it's when amazing. he when he comes in in a helicopter to a campaign speech and he comes into Fortune Sun blasting just so they could make TikTok videos out of it. I mean, that's he's, just the guy he's always been. Yeah, licking his fingers after he just. Down a bucket of chicken. And there were there were a lot of comms in there. Um, some referring referring to voter integrity. There was also a part in that speech which we did not play, but everybody who's at least listening to this show knows where he did boom, boom, boom in a row, referring to several comms that had been out there over years past. And then, you know, some some of the things that that have also been alluded to in the drops over the years was that. I think, Nick, this is where some of your frustration comes from, because last week you made some references on the show to, regardless of this speech or any other speech that he gives, you know, Joe Biden is the resident today, he'll be the resident tomorrow, and he'll be the resident next week, regardless of anything, until you personally see results. Mm -hmm. Okay. He did make several references in that speech over the weekend to the fact that everything needed to be exposed. 
went beforehand. Yeah, and <clears throat> and to defend Trump, like I mean, there, he, there he doesn't need to be defended. But there's a lot of people who get your frustration, and no one embodies it more. Like the things yeah. that you said last week comes out when he talks because he knows where he should be right now. When well, and he hasn't the the light at the end of the tunnels. He hasn't mm-hmm. given up, and he won't give up. Are you so giving that's, up? Are you giving up? No, I just get frustrated. I know. I do get frustrated. Are you gonna ask me where Rudy Giuliani is this week? He's at the salon. That Leave Pelosi, him alone. Pelosi was at. America's mayor. Um, no, but to to defend kind of the opposite of what I was I've been saying is that okay we are in. There's not a better person you would want captaining this ship with the circumstances that we are have been dealt with. Uh, I mean, a lot of other people would have just taken their check and left. And he hasn't. I mean, this is coming from the guy who doesn't need money. He doesn't need the stress. Nope. He could have easily been like, all right, I'll be at Mar-a-Lago. I'll probably write a book and do another right show. Off into the sunset. Yeah. But he, the love that he has for this country is unwavering. And that's a, a, a test to him and his uh, drive that, you know, it's not over. We have a lot of people that are still fighting. It is frustrating not seeing results, but I don't think that that's the end all be all with this. I think. We're on the verge of going to see some change, and and um, I mean, I, I don't think that it's over by any means. It is just frustrating being in the middle of this battle. No, absolutely. But like I said, we are in. You wouldn't want anybody else unprecedented times. Yeah, you wouldn't want anyone else besides him in the position that I'm kind of the figurehead of the movement. Correct. So there was some news that came out of CPAC. A straw poll that was done at the event shows that Donald Trump won likely leader of the Republican Party by 49%, coming in 70% total, and coming in first place to Ron DeSantis's second place. I think he garnered 21%. Some other notables, Mike Pence, mm-hmm. 0%. Oh, yeah. Weird. Coming from our friends over at the National File and Tom Pappert, uh, the 45th president, Donald Trump, easily won a CPAC straw poll, asking attendees who they would prefer to win the 2024 Republican nominee for president with 70% of the vote. The only other potential candidate coming close to being competitive is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with 21% of the vote. The overwhelming number of potential 2024 opponents received 0% of the vote. Like Pence didn't even get a vote? 0%. Pence is like, I wasn't even trying, so it's all, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm on the wrong ticket. I'm supposed to be on the Democratic ticket. So voters were, voters were asked, and here's the question. This is how the straw poll was conducted. Thinking ahead, if the 2024 Republican primary for president in your state were held today, among any of the people or candidates you would vote for, whom would you vote? And we're given a total of 19 choices, had to listen to all of them, including other. So 18 humans and one fill in the blank. So cat. President Trump won with 70% of the vote. DeSantis came in a distant second with a mere 21% of the vote. Six more candidates tied at 1%, including Senator Rand Paul, anti-Trump, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Senator Ted Cruz, Fox News host Tucker Carlson, (laughs) and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo all got 1% of the vote, which was 1% more than Mike Pence, who garnered zero. Ah. So, I mean, you heard the crowd respond to some of those points he hit over the course of that speech. Mm -hmm. If you're cheering at that kind of an audible level for the person who's giving the keynote speech, Speech, you're not definitely giving your vote to our modern day Judas Mike Pence. No. Reservoirs. Probably. Reservoir. So, but we can't go um, 
without hearing something like that other than hearing a reply from some of our friends. Um, we had him on last week. Definitely part of the pool press that was booed. <laughs> good, old, good old James Acosta. Dirtbag. Right? Came on to whine and complain about... You remember a couple weeks ago when we played that audio from Jim Acosta where he kind of... Uh, he, he, Alluded it to a Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, Remember? so fucking painful. Oh, that, was, that was horrific. So that was poking the bear. This is straight up panic. Check this one out. A couple of weeks ago, I compared Trump's comeback tour to the circus, full of sideshow acts and clowns. I later got an email from an expert on the circus industry. This person pointed out that comparison actually was not fair because unlike the chaos of Trump world, a circus is carefully composed and organized. This is a real news new segment. That's a great point. Comparing Trump to a clown is most definitely an insult to clowns. <laughs> He's more like one of those mask-hating customers at the grocery store. You've seen them. A Karen Guilty. Or <laughs> whatever the name would be in Trump's case. You can almost hear him saying. Did you just say Karen? I yes. want to talk to the manager well, about was the election. To say that. He said he I wants want to, to talk to the manager of Twitter or Facebook. What the American people <laughs> are kind of like the store manager. We have to explain, well, sir, you lied about the election. You incited an insurrection. No. You're going to have to leave the store or we're calling security. Please take your fake White House seal and go play president somewhere else. So it's oh, just such no, fucking pandering nonsense. He did say that Donald Trump wanted to speak to the <laughs> to the manager of elections. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's, it's I just kind of it's just kind of panic. But that's that's where they they've come down to. I, I would used to say that this is very um, inflammatory. It's toxic. It's misinformation because it's being broadcast to millions of people. However, the ratings for CNN have gone so far in the toilet. <laughs> I'm going to go out and say this is disinformation this is inflammatory and it's reaching probably hundreds of thousands of people now because they're just absolute fucking trash at this point so yeah th those were his talking points he, he i just think anybody that was so gung-ho for biden mm -hmm. at this point it's just got to be so depressing that you hitched your wagon to this fucking train wreck that it's, they literally like i mean like i've said i've said numerous times on the show like people are now back to taking pictures of their fucking lunch on Instagram. Yeah, if, if, but if, you're, there's, if you're still riding with Biden, you now are the four panel putting on the clown makeup meme. Yeah. But, Every day. Yeah. Yep. But now it's just like, it's so embarrassing that... that $5 gas is okay. Oh my my groceries cost double, that's fine. I can't even fill up my tank. But no mean tweets. All the way, because the gas station times out at 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I did something <laughs> really... It's not even funny. I no. did something really depressing the other it day. Sucks. I was in a rush to get where I was going, so I only put in like a couple of gallons. Okay. So then I actually got to see how long those couple of gallons legitimately last, and I was just like, Fuck. It was minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is uh, not a fuel-efficient vehicle. No, but everybody that is was completely on board, uh -huh. and it was literally just orange man bad, anybody but orange man but now you're stuck with this and it's fucking you. Like personally, you're getting fucked now. Like gas prices, you got the fucking wokeness, like ruining, you know, your potential children from getting scholarships, all this other stuff. You don't their, wanna... their, their party's eating itself. It, they just don't want to, they don't even want to see it anymore. They don't want to be involved in it. Oh, they don't want to hear about it. They're just like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go to the farmer's market and 
fucking look for quinoa. Hang out. And, you yeah. don't want a three hundred pound animal teaching your son how to twerk with a mini skirt on at the library. And a penis. You forgot penis. Well, so. how dare you bring science? Was it some fucking weird art thing with like a dildo hanging off the costume or something? Yeah, shit? the monkey dildo thing in the what? UK. Oh library. my god, it was pretty terrible. But we're not we're not going to get into that. We're not it doesn't even deserve our airplay because anyone who attended that event as a parent and didn't beat that thing until it was unrecognizable <laughs> even to its own family members they show up unrecognizable. should have been beaten the exact same way for not doing it. Yeah. That's like when you see those acts of violence where you have some thug walking down the street and there's like an 87-year-old Asian lady oh my God. and he just starts you know, landing haymakers all over and curb stomping her, and then no one walking by even helps. Yeah, like, if you're standing there and you're video, you're the that? person fucking filming that, and you're not gonna run in you and should just be charged freaking, with manslaughter or attempted manslaughter. Just, for just you're standing just a, by. You're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I don't even care. Like, if the guy's got a knife or some shit like that, like, just fucking run, bum rush the guy. Like, try, do something. They should take those guys. Remember that show, Bully Beat Down, back in the day? Oh yeah, on like MTV yeah. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> they should take those guys and just put them in the octagon mm-hmm. with like Francis Ngannou, who's like the heavyweight champion, the badass, and just be like, "There's no time limits. See how long you can uh, last. Yeah, this or prison, and just let them try and fight their way out." Who would choose that though? Like if you, I mean, got, if you, you gave him the choice, bully beat down. There's a lot of no, but if you gave if, that if you gave him the choice, like it's either this or prison, take your chances. There'd probably be a lot of people that would t- take it, and they could conceivably make a shit ton of money on paper. You know, Dana White would be down too. Sure would. That's second reference to UFC in the show. Dana, if you're listening, we know you're a big MAGA supporter, and if you ever want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. Yeah. yeah. Make it quick, though. We, we have some uprisings right now going on all over the world. And uh, everywhere from the Caribbean to South Africa right now, we've had, in the last week, what we've seen so far, and is being reported as, a UN-backed doctor... And U.S. citizen from Florida, apparently, with the help of, and there's a question mark in front of both of these, CIA, DEA, question mark, Mm. led a group of mercenaries into the home of Haiti's president and assassinated him. Now, within 24 hours of that, we see tens of thousands of Cubans take to the street, in which may have been an act for better medical and vaccines now is for freedom. So what would you call it, Noah? Latin spring, uh, African spring, just... Irish spring. There you go. Worldwide revolution that's going on right now. Um, This also comes at a time, especially in South Africa's case, where they're in total disarray, and you just see riots and... Citizens shooting citizens and law enforcement and the military not helping out. Um, After the fact that four leaders from Africa who opposed receiving the COVID vaccine for their citizens were all found dead. Interesting. Consequently. Yeah. And that would be uh, the leaders of Tanzania, the Ivory Coast, Swaziland, and Burundi. Now we have South Africa in total disarray which would probably be one of the most modernized countries on the continent. Yeah, they're pretty squared away. Yeah. The uh, Biden with an AN administration made claims going into the weekend and had to walk them back early this week. Awkward. That some of the uh, 
things going on in the Caribbean where you had the Haitian president assassinated, who was also a refuser of the vaccine for his people and referencing Cuba saying that, uh, you know, this was a call for more modernized first world medicine and access to the vaccine in response to rising cases. Hmm. Yeah, those were met online with um, testimonials from people who lived in Haiti and Cuba, South Africa, Venezuela, and places like that, that stated that the uprisings there are directly in regards to communism. has nothing to do with medicine. Yeah, it's a good way to spin it, though, if you're on the opposition team for, you know. Well, Fox News decided to uh, light her up a little bit. Let's hear what... uh, they had to say in regards to, um, you know, making that claim earlier in the week and uh, having to walk it back um, as early as yesterday. If it's about vaccines, why are they holding vaccine mandates? Excellent question. Well, I don't have the full context of Dr. Fauci's comments in front of me, but I will say that. I do have it. Oh, go ahead. Let's hear it. Mm. He said, I've been of this opinion, and I remain of that opinion, that I do believe at the local level, Jake, there should be more mandates. There really should be. We're talking about a life and death situation. We've lost 600,000 Americans already, and we're still losing more people. Well, I would say first from the federal government, if I remember the context of the question, it was about federal mandates, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. uh, That's not a decision. The first portion of this is about the uh, door-to-door and Dr. Fauci telling American uh, citizens to get over it. There Mm. will be decisions made by private sector entities, by uh, universities, uh, by educational institutions, and even perhaps by local local leaders, uh, should they decide that is how to keep their community safe. If they decide to make that decision, we certainly support them in that step. The president said on March 11th, my message to you is this, listen to Dr. Fauci. Is he now saying don't listen to Dr. Fauci? He doesn't agree. Welcome back. Um, I would say that uh, what the what Dr. Fauci was conveying is that there will be decisions made by local leaders, just like there will be decisions made by business leaders, by institutional leaders, on how they can keep their community safe. And we support their right to make those decisions. Thank you. And then on Cuba, you you're go. talking today about how some of these protests are inspired by people exhausted with the government. Why is it that yesterday the State Department was saying that this was all happening uh, out of concern about rising COVID cases? Mm. Well, I I would say first that the protests were just happening yesterday. We're still assessing uh, what is motivating and, of course, and driving all of the individuals who came to the streets. But we know that when we say exhaustion, the the manner by which the people of Cuba are governed, that can cover a range of issues, whether it's uh, economic suppression, media suppression, lack of uh, access to health and medical supplies, including vaccines. There are a range of reasons and and voices we're hearing from people on the ground who are protesting. So when these protesters are yelling freedom and enough, there are people within the administration who think they're saying freedom from rising COVID cases. Again, I would say that when people are out there in the streets protesting and complaining about the lack of access to uh, economic uh, prosperity, to the the medical supplies they need, to a life they deserve to live, uh, that can take on a range of meetings. There's a global pandemic right now. Most people in that country don't have access to vaccines. That certainly is something. She's a global pandemic. Yeah. You're not, you know, going... 
I want the vaccine and waving an American flag. That seems kind of like uh, pretty obvious, like what the real motive is here. And it's just, it's actually pretty disappointing that they're just going to try to spin it that way. Well, I'm glad for some of the few people who are in those countries that can get the word out because they have crushed a lot of the social media accesses in addition to overall. Yeah, it's ironic that they're talking about like suppression mm-hmm. of media and. So, and, and while she says it's a developing situation for everyone on this show who understands just how some entities like our friends over at the FBI and the CIA and the DEA operate and to think that we don't have boots on the ground in all of those countries. Yeah, they know exactly what's going on and exactly what the motives are. And long before any of this stuff started. So chalk it up to just another worldwide crisis. I wouldn't necessarily say this one was initiated by our government, but we're sure going to do whatever it takes to go ahead and fuck it up in the meantime. Or capitalize on it. Let's turn the corner now and uh, hit up my favorite segment. One of Nick's most frustrating segments, Stop the Steal. We do have a lot of developing stuff going on this week. Um, Out of Arizona, the new machines used in the audit recount, which was talked about on the show last week. We got new machines? Well, they're the machines. That's going to do the third and final audit recount. Okay, and this was kind of alluded to um, breaking newsedly by Florida Representative Anthony Sabatini, who will be circling back this week. <laughs> um, they're going to be using these machines there that can count batches up to 600 ballots at a time. Nice. So, like, just think old Vegas-style money counters. I, I've never seen one before in real life of you. A money counter? Yeah. Yeah. Where? Walmart? Yeah. Hmm. So... Yeah, the Gateway Pundit re- reported that they are using machines that will automatically count ballots 600 at a time without error. Yesterday, a technician on the floor was calibrating the machines and teaching audit officials on how to use them. So these are the, the ballots that have been verified as true and correct and this is the safe to- and secure. The total, right, total final figure of the forensic audit being audited one more time just for the cherry on top. So which ones are getting thrown out then, the ones that are just completely bogus? There already is a new number that has been established by the forensic audit and that this audit is now being recounted to make sure that the total that they received, which would be the new total and the actual total of the 2020 presidential election, that those numbers are accurate. It's not that you would forensically audit something. You would come to a conclusion and then not check your work. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at with that. Um, There was some audio that came out of Arizona that talked about just exactly what was going on with the forensic audits audit and i'd like to play that audio for you now so that our listeners can get just a little bit more of context of the situation and i know people are getting weary of it's coming it's coming it's coming so am i but here's the <laughs> this is directly the to the truth of it this has got to be complete and accurate it's got to be double checked. It's got to be verified because the moment the audit report is released, mm-hmm. there are going to be individuals from different camps, no matter what camp it, it is, is offended, there are going to be people who are going to attack this viciously. They're not going to like the people we're already seeing. They don't like the people that are doing the audit because they're, quote, partisan or they might have bias. Show me an individual in this world right now who doesn't have some level of bias. They don't exist. 
Now, what you can hope for, and I think what President Fan has done a great job at, at um, moving towards, is that when you find people who care more about a professional reputation than they do their own personal opinion, now you've got something to work with. So I've got every confidence in the folks who are doing the audit. Um, I know that the Secretary of State is doing everything she can to blow this up. But I think it's interesting that instead of saying, I want to be a part of this and I want to observe and I want to provide feedback, she's doing everything the opposite. And you would think that if they were so darn certain that the election was the safest and most secure ever, mm. they would embrace the opportunity for an audit to prove it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, can't the, can't definitely take away from the context of that right there, and that's one of the um, Republican representatives who was working point on the audit. So let's just try to you know take that for what it is. Um, moving on to Georgia, and we did have a lot of breaking news out of there over the last week or so. Um, Vernon Jones, who is uh, running for governor there, good friend of the show, um, reported that over 10,300 people voted in a Georgia county where they no longer lived. They are illegal votes according to Georgia law and nearly Trump's loss margin of 12,670 votes. Hmm. What do you think about that, Noah? Hmm. Inconvenient. Right. Well, his comments came off of an article from The Federalist which, let me tell you, is no friend of Donald Trump's. They kind of call it as it is. They're fair and down the middle, although right-leaning definitely did not align with the president over the course of his four years of occupying the Oval Office. And they reported, new evidence indicates that more than 10,300 illegal votes were cast in Georgia in the November 2020 general election, a number that will continue to rise over the next several months, potentially exceeding the 12,670 votes that separated Joe Biden and Donald Trump in that state. While this evidence does not change the fact that Joe Biden is our president, all Americans who genuinely care about free and fair elections and the disenfranchisement of voters should demand that both transparency and solutions to prevent a repeat in the future elections occur. The evidence also vindicates former President Trump and his legal team for the related public and private comments and legal arguments they made challenging the Georgia election results. Under the cover of COVID-19, Georgia, like many other states, flooded residents with absentee ballot applications. Also, like sister states, Georgia ignored various legislative mandates designed to prevent fraud and to ensure the integrity of their vote. These facts, coupled with the closeness of the presidential contest in Georgia and in other states, led to a flurry of Accusations and litigations charging that vote fraud, illegal voting, and violations of the Elector's Clause of the Constitution occurred. In Georgia, there was both an audit and a statewide recount confirming Joe Biden's victory, but ignored the process that was evident in nearly 35,000 Georgians had potentially voted illegally. Under Georgia law, residents must vote in the county in which they reside unless they change their residence within 30 days of the election. So, soon after the November general election, Mark Davis, the president of Data Productions, Inc., in an expert voted data analysis and to dealing with residency issues obtained from the data in the National Change of Address database identified Georgia residents who had confirmed moves with the U.S. Postal Service. What do you think about that, Noah? That's a big number. This, this does not include anything to do with 
the absentee ballot disaster that's going on in Fulton County right now, where we're waiting for Judge Romero to rule on whether or not they're going to forensically audit those. This has nothing to do with even anything to do with both congressional races, which at vote margins were in less than a, per, a percent and both garnered recounts could automatically flip the Congress if this stuff comes to fruition. This is a disaster. And Georgia's Secretary of State, who I'm sure will be primaried by um, uh, Jody Heiss, Brad Raffensperger, is running around right now with his head on fire. Yeah, that's <clears throat> panic. So I, I heard in war, Steve Bannon, not Q, War Room coming in today that one of the biggest legal firms that represent these kind of voter integrity cases, it's Coy and something. I can't remember off the top of my head. Coy and Perkins. These are the big dogs that come in when you have such enormous corporate or federal cases that they know it's going to be walk into the room, open up the briefcase, list of demands, and walk out of the room. And that's pretty much it. And they've essentially been activated in Georgia right now. And, and that's kind of what's going on right there. This comes at the same point now where Liz Harrington... Donald Trump's new personal handler yeah. went on a tweet flurry today talking about some of the stuff that has come out in Georgia. She uh, tweeted a scanned batch from one of the ones that has been described on this show over the last couple months from the Favorito case, <clears throat> and that's the one that we're waiting on Judge Amaro for. Um, that basically showed a audit board batch sheet from Fulton County in Georgia. It showed the batch name, the precinct it was marked off as absentee and then enter stack totals for percentage of votes for candidate in red it looks like pen joseph r biden with an an 100 mm-hmm. wow that's yeah so pretty good uh batch total right there amount, right yeah from a county that historically hasn't really voted blue overall goes 100 percent for the highest vote total in the history of the universe i think the word is improbable (sighs) statistically improbable we also have some evidence coming out of georgia that show batches were scanned several times in fulton county um contrary to what georgia's voting system implementation manager gabriel sterling had tweeted out after the election um i want to play for you the clip right now you can't see the ballots but just the example that he's giving right now yeah we already had like visual proof that ballots are being double scanned yeah if you think that maybe that's all right so what we're looking at here are um are two different batches of votes scanner 5162 so they're looking at a batch of votes on a laptop image 59 and scanner 5162 batch 235 image 19 and what you can see is that like on this vote right here we've got this exact same little tail that shows on both of them and if you don't, and if you think that maybe that's, you know, if you think that maybe that's just a, you know, a mistake or, 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 or you know, or just a coincidence, here's the next one that shows, you can see Republican is written there, Republican's written there, this is um, ballot 61, this is ballot number two, and then each one of them even has this little dot in the Fannie Willis. Okay, and do you have more of those? We have the entire batch. I've got... There's 62 images in here total, and I didn't even get a chance to go through all of them. 
but these are the most obvious ones where it's clear that it's it's the same. Every single scanned ballot that has a mark for this Joe Biden the shows side. the exact same digital fill in the bubble. It's like a messy fill in mm-hmm. for Joe Biden. So but what it's, happened, it's one so of those example ones like here, this is how you do it. Right. And he's got like a split screen of it and he's showing like two or three of them at the same time. They were fairly close. And the bubble was etched in the exact same way. But these are scanned, counted ballots. One image. Here's another image. Exactly See, the exact same. And the batch number. Was it 5162? Well, so scanner 5162. Okay, scanner. Batch, batch number 235. Image number 92. Matches uh, the same scanner. Oh, they're fucking identical. Different ballots. Different batches. Different so scans. Duplicate ballots. Same, same fill batches, in the bubble. Scanned several times. Wow. So yeah, that's that's pretty. That's damning evidence. As is all of the evidence that's come out of this. You have everything from safest and secure election to the leaked and edited phone call with Donald Trump, um, Raffensperger, Kemp, and Germany, which they edited and then selectively leaked to the Washington Post. You have Brad Raffensperger coming out and saying that he needs to walk back his past statements on Georgia voter election integrity because there are all these mishaps happening you have him a day after releasing those two statements on twitter that's saying he's purging over a hundred thousand dead and moved out of either county or state voters from the voter rolls in georgia and now you have start to have physical evidence come in um these ballots have been available on the county board of supervisors website so purging them from the rolls after the fact does that mean that they won't be able to verify that they were voting now those rolls have already been so what what it was is you had until uh i believe it was july 10th and these lists were made available online to where you're on the voter rolls in certain counties in georgia and if you don't respond directly as to being either a alive (laughs) or b living there still you will be removed from the voter rolls and then to participate in any kind of election moving forward you would have to re-register as a person who is like I said, either A, alive, or B, there. Right, B, present in the state of Georgia. Seems so, reasonable. I think that's okay. Yeah. That's, for a free and fair election and security and all that. So that was kind of just Hashtag. going crazy today. And that's not even like the gist of it, because for as much crap that's going down in Georgia right now, Pennsylvania, um, state representative there, Doug Mastriano, Again, Italian power. Mm. It's always the Italians that are leading this voter integrity across the country right now. Kind of got out ahead of it and made a statement that he's got the votes and he's got the legislation to, regardless of what either the governor or the secretary of state wants to do in Georgia, they have the Congress and they're going to vote to do a full and forensic audit in uh, at least four counties in Georgia. Let's hear what Representative Mastrano had to say. Also, what about transparency and accountability? What's wrong with trying to find out what worked with our election and what did not? So as to the authority to conduct a forensic investigation, as set forth in Pennsylvania Senate Rule 14D, each standing committee is empowered with the authority to inspect and investigate the books, records, papers, documents, data, operation, or physical plant of any public agency in this commonwealth, including county election boards. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania has consistently recognized that the legislative power to investigate is essential part of the power to legislate. 
The scope of this power of inquiry extends to every proper subject of legislative action. And that's a quote from Karachi versus Brandamore. Mm. Furthermore, as stated in McGinley versus Scott, and I quote once again, the right to investigate in order to acquire factual knowledge concerning particular subjects which will or may aid the legislators in their efforts to determine if or in what manner they should exercise their powers is an inherent right of a legislative body, end quote. It's very clear, as a chair of a committee, I, I am empowered by our Constitution and the rules in the legislative body to conduct and lead with all transparency a forensic investigation. In Pennsylvania. So there you have that. Hmm. What do you think? It's going down. Needs to. There's going to be four counties, which include three that Trump won and, and then Philadelphia, which is the biggest dumpster fire of them all. Uh, there are allegations. And let's just go across the board real quick. Arizona's done. Yep. So once those numbers are recounted, we're going to have probably, I'm hearing by the beginning of August, and we're already halfway through July, no big deal. Uh, there was people on War Room today that were alleging that the next 10 days are going to be biblical, but they've been saying the next 10 days have been, are going to be biblical for forever. So to ease Nick's pain, it'll be over when it's over, and, yeah. that, and that's pretty much all you could say. But Arizona's done. Georgia looks like it's steamrolling towards one if not two forensic audits maybe in two different portions of the state and looking from two different views pennsylvania all systems go mm -hmm. and then you have wisconsin and michigan um there's been claims made because of the way that the legislation was changed and how close the proximity of it was to the election that it will be legally the e easiest one to initiate a recount or uh decertify just in general but that is yet to transpire it's still kind of being held up in court um, they did kind of have one coming out of Michigan recently uh, where we know Antrim County and, um, you know, some of the people that have been working out of there uh, have really been put under fire by uh, the attorney general, Dana Nassel. Um, she announced this week that her department will go after those who made, and I'm quoting now, false claims about the 2020 presidential election in Michigan. And she will use the state police to assist in this manner. Um you know, it's just one of those things that they're, they're trying to bully and kind of... Um, well, they keep saying false claims, unfounded claims, this, this, and this type of claims, and they're just repeating the same thing over and over again because in the minds of most of the people of the country, if you see it on the news and they say it 500 times, it becomes true in your head. Yeah. Uh, this is coming from a statement in June where her office put out a press release that said there was no systemic fraud in the 2020 Michigan election. Noah, can you define systemic for me? Uh, it's be based on a system that is inherently flawed, perhaps. Okay. So, so if this was something that just happened during this election with the perfect storm that's been outlined and everything from the Time News article about how they saved the republic, all the way down to the free-for-all absentee balloting, the mail-in votes, the dead voters, the Dems not letting Republican overseers into any of these precincts, Donald Trump winning by so much at certain points of the night and then just it being evaporated over the course of 24 hours. That doesn't necessarily have to be systemic. That could just be for this election, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's not lying at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just one of the things that's coming out of Michigan right now. And, uh, you know, we do have a little bit of panic on that um, coming from one of our favorite show, Losers, and that's former president maybe even current president, Barry Sotero, Obama. 
um, where he kind of weighed in on how fast this disinformation is getting out there. Uh, just speaking out now. that the speed and prevalence of misinformation has increased in recent years and that it worries him and should worry everyone. His comments echo some of what he wrote in his latest memoir and they come as part of an appearance today at the American Library Association annual conference. The degree to which uh, misinformation is now disseminated at warp speed uh, in coordinated ways that we haven't seen before. Um, and that the guardrails I thought were in place around many of our democratic institutions uh, really depend on the two parties agreeing to those ground rules, those guardrails, and that one of them right now doesn't seem as committed to them uh, as in previous generations. That worries me. Uh, and I think we should all be worried. What do you think about that, Nick? Noah? Commentary? I got nothing. But, but but Barry's worried. Yeah. Okay. So he's no longer a government official unless he is controlling the earpiece, right? Yeah. Now you can go out and he's say He's in his pajamas in the basement. You can go out and say people like Donald Trump, right? All of his lawyers, Steve Bannon, not Q, and everyone else on social media who's making these claims and allegations of voter fraud and lack of integrity in the twenty twenty presidential election are false, right? Mm -hmm. But what would you do if the supposed leader of the free world, Mr. Most Votes Ever, took to the airwaves and went to Battleground, Pennsylvania today, a state which he campaigned in twice in the week leading up to the election to where he went around and told all the people that were going to vote for him and apparently did that they were going to take his job, teach them how to code and teach them how to build solar panels. Basically a big fuck you to the whole state that he walked away in. Yeah. And, and one, well, he was there today, um, a little bit past his bedtime, <laughs> cranky as ever. Ooh. Okay. And, and he made some statements in regards to Donald Trump and Doug Mastriano and the oncoming freight train that is the forensic audit in Pennsylvania today. I do have the audio. Noah, would you like to hear it? I would love to. He's not going to whisper. I wish he would whisper. And he's not eating ice cream. Ladies and gentlemen, 81 million votes. More than 150 Americans of every age, of every race, of every background exercise their right to vote. They voted early. They voted absentee. They voted, they voted often. in person. They voted by mail. They voted by Dropbox. He's talking and about the same person. They voted again. They got their families and friends to go out and vote. Their dead Election families. officials, the entire electoral system, withstood unrelenting political attacks, physical threats, intimidation, and pressure. Chocolate chip ice cream. They did so with unyielding courage and faith in our democracy. With recount after recount after recount, court case after court case, the 2020 election was the most scrutinized election ever in American history. Challenge after challenge brought to local, state, and election officials State legislatures, state and federal courts, even to the United States Supreme Court, not once, but twice. Mm. More than 80 judges, including those appointed by my predecessor, heard the arguments. In every case, 
Neither cause nor evidence was found to undermine the national achievement of administering the historic election in the face of such extraordinary challenges. Audits, recounts were conducted in Arizona and Wisconsin. In Georgia, it was recounted three times. It's clear for those who challenge the results and question the integrity of the election, no other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. Shut the The big lie is just that, a big lie. I have no idea who those people are who are cheering for him right now, but it's just one of those things where, you know, he would go on to make claims. I think it's sound effects. That in the most safest and secure election in the history of our republic. 81 million votes. No. 150 million people voted and participated in that election. Okay. To which Donald Trump quickly put out a press release, and I'm going to read it now. Biden just said 150 people voted in the 2020 presidential election. Parentheses, uh, wait, how much? Parentheses. Scam. On the assumption that he meant 150 million people, based on the fact that I've got 75 million plus, 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 that would mean that Biden got 75 million votes, which is 6 million votes less than what they said he got. So what is this all about? Are they already conceding 6 million votes? stand by <laughs> so i don't know no what do you think listen you got all this audit stuff going on and you have podcast and like one america and newsmax kind of propping up trump and the narrative that like we all know we we've seen audio we've heard audio evidence we've seen video evidence we've had signed affidavits testimonies you know cases that are in court right now and all this stuff going on pennsylvania we know that two states will initiate a constitutional crisis. Mm-hmm. If Arizona comes in the next 10 days or whenever it's done, like we know it's going to be, that's going to be negative 250,000 votes, state going to Trump, electors decertified. So much pressure gets put on Georgia and Pennsylvania who are like right at the precipice mm-hmm. of doing their audits right now. And remember, listeners, Two point almost two million votes in Arizona have been forensically audited and recounted three times now. The ones in Pennsylvania and the ones in Georgia are going to be so much considerably less and already have so much more physical evidence present that these are going to go by a lot faster, even if they want to do it a forensic audit and then five recounts. We're talking weeks, not months. Yeah, it's going to be much faster. And, and in the Georgia case, like I said, you bring in Coy and Perkins and their focus right there, getting into these election numbers and all these fuck ups that happened in like those four big counties in Georgia are the two congressional races. You can have a flipped Congress within a month or two, because if they're going to discredit these votes, if they're going to show that these chain of custody commands or chain of custody forms don't exist, are fraudulently filled out or whatever. And they're gone. You're going to have two senators on the Republican side now who need to be sworn in and take their seats this year. Got them. Winning back the Congress this year and then going through the rest of the logistics that would find out what happened in the 2020 presidential election would be addressing 2020. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to mean it has to wait for 2022 or 2024. And then whatever they're going to do 
with President Trump moving forward is something that, uh, you know, we as a whole need to just account on. We got to figure it out. Like, <laughs> right. What the fuck do we do? But for those like our host, Nick, and, and a lot of other people, like even the auditor who said, man, I want to hear the results of this audit. I'm getting impatient, too. Like, we know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's already started. It's like something when you shake a soda and take the lid off and it squirts out everywhere, you can't just take the soda and put it back in the bottle. It's never going to happen. And whatever the outcome, you know, results are is going to be what the outcome results will be. Well, I know there's one thing we can agree on this show every week. There's a fuck ton of news. Right? So the world is in disarray. Vaccines everywhere. COVID numbers spiking or not. Right? Delta variant. We've got Latin Springs. African Springs, voter fraud, you name it, we had it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of chocolate chip, chalky chalky chip. So there's one thing that we could all be, you know, absolutely positive of. The Steak for Breakfast podcast can be downloaded on all <laughs> major podcasting sources. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. Um, our website is steakforbreakfastpodcast.com. We're on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast. And we're on Twitter at DOS23TRES. Hit the notification bell on our social medias. And listen, like, follow, and share. It's not really that hard, right? Nope. Download the shows. Um, show credits for this week Mr. Clay Clark, who uh, we enjoyed having on the show today, one of his assistants. Tanya Hernati, Miss Wonder Woman, who went into a lot of audio that was cut for this show. We hope to get her back on soon and hope she feels better moving forward. Miss Katie Hardy, James from We The People Radio, The Daily Bread, Canadians 9 came in huge this week with a lot of audio for our show. Uh, Marissa Hansen, Christina Bob of OAN, Tom Pappert, Editor-in-Chief of The National File, Obviously, the reverse mockingbird and Priscilla, the artist formerly known as Love One, now destroy fear twenty two on Instagram. Um, please don't forget our sponsors. Odyssey is on Instagram and at Facebook. They're at odyssey.com for all of your in studio recording and podcasting gear. Manrubs, don't mistreat your meat. Manrubs.com, and uh, they're also on Instagram and Facebook. Stay Ready Gear and Stay Ready Gear holsters. You want a custom picture? You want something that looks nice, concealable on your little waisty waist for your little shooty shoot? Hit them up on stayreadygear.com, and uh, they're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms. He's on Facebook. You can hit him up on the messenger there at 619-870-8992. And uh, our tactical gear friends, Mark Joe Friday over at dumpbox.us, home of the Zero Fuck Stuck, and our friends over at Mediocre Medic. All of our sponsors help make steak great again. Um, we've got some big upcoming shows. We are going to have Florida representative Anthony Sabatini on this week, which will go into next week's show where we're hosting the Breb. The Daily Breb will be appearing on Steak for Breakfast podcast for the first time ever. First podcast appearance next week. Um, this coming weekend, the 17th and 18th of July, the Steak for Breakfast podcast will be in Anaheim. And appearing at Clay Clark's Reopen and Reawaken America Tour. 
Um, we will be getting and sitting down with a lot of the big heavy hitters in our movement for you to get that information out there that you need to hear directly from the horse's mouth. I'm we're super ta- excited. We're talking Roger Stone. We're talking General Flynn, Joe Von Pulitzer, Anna Kate. Did I say Mike Lindell? No. Mike Lindell. Ian Smith will be circling back. Would it be weird if I had him sign my my pillow? I want him to sign my forehead. <laughs> and a whole lot more. So that's an extremely exciting experience for us. Feel very blessed to have been invited to the event by Mr. Clark. And uh, we'll be bringing that to you kind of in a best of the weekend experience. All the interviews we kind of get over the course of the two days. We'll, we'll wrap it up in an episode and, and throw it out there as a, as a good one for y'all. Um, after that, we're going to have Ross the Boss on July 27th. Mm-hmm. Jordan Sarmo of the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. An awesome show. I strongly recommend you guys get out and listen to it. He's got a lot of great guests, and right now he's participating in the one of the SAS events where he's going to be having hot guests on his Instagram Live every night. And then he'll be on with us August 4th, and then August 10th, just lock it up today. Kind of a new friend to Stake, but someone who's been pretty funny in our community for... A number of years, Mr. Lord Petty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, new, kind of like a new waking up, riding that Trump train kind of feels it, but also the dirty, jokey tractor trailer. It's got some good content. Truck driver mouth. Yeah, if you haven't been on Lord Petty's Instagram, you'll see a healthy dose of MAGA and a healthy dose of, like, fat chick jokes. So (laughs) take it for what it is. Um, But that's going to be August 10th. Um, Our friends of the week, of course... Miss Axia 6.0, Real Brenda Memes and all the handles that she goes by, Carm Vibes, Kush 7, Mostly Peaceful Memes, Wits Up 717, President Elect Sully 2.0, Kalila 3.1, uh, Jasmine, one of the hosts of Russian Disinformation, and of course our good friend Garbaggio of News, Revenge, News, Private Stock, News. I think that's about it. No, I'm just kidding. Baby Cakes 2.0, you're always... And that's it. Um, But until next week, we've got a lot of stuff going. Like I said, Representative Anthony Sabatini is coming up with us this Friday. We will be in Anaheim for the Reawaken America Tour this weekend, and we will be circling back with you next Tuesday on the heels of that with the Daily Breb for the first time ever. (laughs) But until then, there are some things that we uh, humbly ask that you do in the meantime. Number one, do your own research. Hold the line. Chocolate chip. Ride it. <laughs> Buy the dip. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Sorry. Get the fug in here because it's now Groyper season. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. um, let's see what happens and where we go one, we go all. On behalf of myself and my co-host Nick and that lovely blue-eyed handsome patriot sitting across from me, Noah, I'm Ron. And this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We'll be back next week, everybody. But until then, take care. Be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded.